everybody. Hi. Welcome back to the Hamilcast. I'm Jillian. I'm Bianca. Um, we are joined today by, you know him as my husband, Mike, who has yet to listen to Hamilton. Mm. Guess what, everybody? <gasps> he listens. Wait, really? Yeah. Uh, oh, I have. All of it? Hello, everyone. Wait, hi, Mike. Hi. Hi, husband, Mike. Hi. <laughs> I love that Bianca's in the dark about this. I actually didn't. Well, I no. texted, I, you know, the group text, the me, Bianca, Ashley. Of course, group the text. ongoing, never-ending group text. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's just going to go on forever. I texted the screenshot of Mike saying, because after they performed at the White House, Michelle Obama said it was the, it's the greatest piece of art she's ever seen. Ever so, seen, of any kind. Of any kind. That is a bold statement. This is a woman, I'm sorry. This is a woman that gets to decorate her house with anything from the Smithsonian that she wants to look at. True. This is the greatest piece of art she's ever seen. Right. So Mike texted me that, and then the next text was, maybe I should just listen to the damn but soundtrack. But that's where it ended. No one ever confirmed with me. Well, well yeah, consider I, yourself confirmed. No one ever told me. I sent the screenshot, and then in caps... Patri e Fili. And I said, you guys, it's happening. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I didn't... I guess I didn't do that. Um, you did not follow up. I didn't follow up. I guess I should have. But do you well, want to? We, as you ladies from radio say, save it for the <laughs> we air. Save it for the yeah, air. unintentionally, it's just the it's podcast true. is in my subconscious. We're just like not going to talk about anything until we get on air. Mm-hmm. It's from your old, from the K Rock days. <laughs> from our K Rock days. Oh. I do like just before. I like this uh, this atmosphere. We're doing kind of like a panel thing for mm-hmm. everyone. We don't have the mic stands. We're all just sitting. We have like just we're lounging. Rapping. Yeah, just we, we have like mood lighting and incense. There's we wine. Might, there's wine involved. Out of my uh, Harry Potter. I solemnly swear I'm up to no good and mischief manage wine glasses. I don't know what that means. Bianca. But I'm excited. Mm. Marauder's right. map. Oh, so sorry. The best. Mike is a Hufflepuff. You guys are fellow Hufflepuff. Oh, Hufflepuffs. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't officially sorted at Pottermore, but I Yes, declared... you were. I made you go. Oh, you made me do <laughs> <laughs> I, Then I should rephrase. Yes, I haven't voluntarily there. been sorted yeah. at Pottermore, but I, I was gonna, forced into it. I knew you were going to be a Hufflepuff. Yes. But now it's official. Mm. This whole sorting business sounds... Very cult-like. It's actually, if we can go on a brief Harry Potter tangent. Of course. It's actually not something that I would recommend any uh, high school situation to do. To Im- right. I mean, kids are naturally clicky, and you're putting them into four different houses, and you're sorting them based on their personalities. So you're just further confirming the clickiness And then it. making them compete. And then they hate each other. Yeah, <laughs> then they compete the year, against they each get, other and everything. They get points given and taken but away. But it's also completely subjective, isn't it? Well, the po- well, like if you're... The sorting hat is not subjective. The, no, oh, the God. sorting hat knows okay. all. <laughs> There's a talking hat that sits on their head and like like learns about them really quickly and then spits out what house they're going to be. Whoa. It's yeah. awesome. Um, but then they get, you know, like you've heard the phrase like 10 points to Gryffindor. Right. That means you did something good or you, you like aced a test or whatever. Yeah. But like Professor Snape, Alan Rickman. He's yes, a Slytherin. Which he's a Slytherin, uh, which we can't get into too much about anything else of that nature. Um, but if he just doesn't <laughs> like you, he'll just say like. That makes it sound way worse than I anything know. we were going to say. Um, but no spoilers for anyone involved. Slytherins always <laughs> taking their clothes off. And they're literal snakes in the grass. Things. No, no, no. Um, but if he just does like he doesn't like Harry Potter, so he'll just take. 10 points away or 50 points just to do oh, it. That's not nice. Um, anyway, how did we get... Oh, yeah, the wine glasses. Yes. Um, but here's... Okay, so it's also our 10th episode. What? I'm very honored, honestly, to be here for the 10th episode because I know it's a very big deal. It is a big deal. The 10th. The 10th. The, to be here ten. for 10. Cause to ham. be here for ham episode. Episode Correct. ham. Episode it is ham. Our, it is our ham-isode. Is yeah. Ham-isode. Is it, is it our... <laughs> I, I, I was searching for it, and you got it, yeah. Bianca. Is it our ham for ham? Is it a ham for Hamilcast? What? Cause it's I like ham-isode. Ham- ham-isode? Okay. I mean, I came up with it, so sure. Yeah. I'm good with that. <laughs> um, ham-isode. TM. 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 Well, let's get down to it. Yeah. You listened. Let's. So but thanks to Michelle Obama... Thank you. Thanks to Michelle Obama. I listened. I was walking all over the city and I listened to it and then I listened to it again and again, of course. Um, of course. And I don't, yeah, because how can you not? And, and it's 46 tracks. We don't know, Mike. Tell and, us. <laughs> it's 46 tracks. So it's take, it takes a long time. It's practically the whole show, I think, I would imagine. It right? is. Yeah. Because it takes a couple hours to listen to all of it. It's about two and a about half. two hours yeah. and 45 minutes. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I, Somewhere around there. I wept during Act Two. There were songs in Act One that I felt like I could, you know, put on and like, go lift weights or something. Um, But I have some advice, actually, for people that are 
married to or dating <laughs> or close friends with someone that is Hamilton obsessed. Right. Um, paging, say, paging Dan. Paging Dan. Yes, Bianca's Dan, this is for you. This, this one goes out to Dan. Can I, can, I, can I just say, though, you came to this conclusion on your own. You I told did. me that you didn't want to listen to it. I did not push you except for the fact that I ran except a podcast. Except for the fact that Jillian talks talked about, about it 24 constantly. hours a day yes. and hosts a podcast about it out of her living room. Well, I talk about yeah. it with you guys. That's with me on the other Texas. side of the French doors. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or like my, my favorite thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> so last time we recorded, um, <laughs> Mike <laughs> went to go take a shower um, and in that time span, Jillian, we were was going to wash dishes because we had eaten food. So oh, yeah, after position. the recording, it was after we recorded. Okay. With, it was after we recorded Hollis Hamilton Squad and Scott Wasserman. Correct. Got it. Yeah. So while Mike was not in the room, Jillian was like, "Do you want to wash dishes and listen to Hamilton together while Mike's <laughs> yep. in the shower?" And I was like, "Yes." Yeah. We and had then like we just had party. a dance party, dishwashing mm-hmm. extravaganza, and then as soon as like I heard the water. Turn off. I was like, shut it off, shut it off. Oh, you guys, thank you. You guys were so really v- very supportive of my choice to attempt to not hear the music until I saw the we show. We tried. Yeah. yeah. You know, there was sneaking for sure. It's like, of he's course. not here. Yeah. yeah. But I, I appreciate that and I apologize if it cramped your style at it all. It absolutely didn't. I wanted, if that's how you wanted to experience it, I yes. wasn't going to rob that of you. So I don't, I don't regret listening to it, obviously, and I don't think that seeing it is going to be affected. I think largely because it's not. It's not strictly speaking a comedy. If it was a yeah. comedy, I wouldn't want to hear. I wouldn't want to hear jokes right. without seeing it. I, it wouldn't be. Sense. It wouldn't be as funny to me. Yeah. Um, but in this case, it's better. And in fact, thanks to my glitchy phone, <laughs> oh, no. I. I mean, I said I'm on the other side of these French doors when you guys are recording, but I'm usually. I usually have my headphones on and, and I'm doing other things because I. I wanted to be fresh for the podcast also for this show. So I don't feel like the play was ruined by me listening listening to the music, but I only was able to listen to a little bit into episode, all of episode one and a little bit of episode two. And then my phone got glitchy, which Jillian can attest to. It it kept stopping. The podcast kept stopping. Yeah. And it was unique to my phone. It didn't happen to anybody else. Yeah, we And that happened right when that, when episode two came out and I didn't try to listen to any future episodes. And I'm really glad I didn't because I appreciated the podcast so much more with the music in my mind. And all the wow. references and the... All the references, the, the constant stream of references, the re- like little, which little I appreciate. Because anybody that knows me knows that I'm quoting Seinfeld and Lebowski and Bob's Burgers just without any filter whatsoever. You quoted Bob's Burgers not 30 seconds before we started recording. Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> Bianca was saying, I've, I've thought of something else to talk about. And I immediately quoted Teddy from Bob's Burgers when he was speed dating going, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? <laughs> So I'm actually grateful to my phone for being glitchy because if nothing else, avoiding listening to the podcast until I had heard the music was a big benefit and I have since listened to every minute of it. Well, how nice wow. is that? Yeah. You completely caught up to I, I blew you through it. You are such a good husband. Oh, thank you. He's I, good. I binge listened Amazing. and I also made dessert tonight. You guys don't know. It was like yeah. really awesome. Do you want to tell everybody about the dessert you made? <laughs> <laughs> it's I made pretty a, delicious. I just tried, I'm not any of these things, but I tried making a raw vegan blueberry pie because I just thought it would be interesting and, and a little bit more guilt-free because I like dessert. And uh, I think I pulled it off. It's pretty I, delicious. It's really, really yeah, good. It's, is it better than a pint of Ben and Jerry's? Maybe not. You but know what? There's no guilt associated with it. Well, so I'm not a good. big dessert person. Not for any health reasons because I just had two slices of pizza. But I just, I'm not a big <laughs> dessert person. But to me, it's better than... It's refreshing. Yes. Well, I think thank it's the you. coconut cream. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the fresh blueberries. You got. We might put up a recipe. <laughs> All right. New yeah. segment. I got it from online. <laughs> Cooking with oh, I got, Mike. I got it from the online. From the internet. Um, okay, so here's here's how proud I was because now Mike is starting. The references are coming up in everyday conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were and we were just in L.A. for two weeks visiting friend, half business, half pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, I'm going to get back to the to both flights because something happened on both flights. But when uh, our friend James, who is a Broadway dancer, he lives in L.A. right now, but he was the he dance was the captain. swing for Mary Poppins yeah, for, swing for years for Mary Poppins. Uh, he did Broadway Bears for many years. He was Mister Mary Poppins in the Broadway Beauty Pageant while he was there. The, uh, the dance captain for Wicked. 
uh, for their first national tour. For their first yeah. national tour. That is um, badass. Oh, yeah. Way yeah. Go, James. He don't play. Yeah. Andrew Chappelle, I'm going to mention him on every episode and until, perhaps, he, <laughs> until he agrees to come on. He's a swing. For perhaps Andrew. most impressively, though, James plays Devin in our web series, The Residuals. There it is. There it is. There it is. Um, he plays Devin, the assistant. Yes. To Mark Lyle, the casting director. But he was saying that he hasn't listened to it, but Mike, it was Mike's idea to play James the room where it happens because right. that's Mike's favorite Whoa, you song. Did that? So that we was listened to it. Completely out of context. That was one of my first uh, reactions to listening to the soundtrack was if this was a if this was an album, then I think the room where it happens would be the first big hit. I just there's something about that song that is so infectious. I, I feel do. like that's debatable. I mean I'm, I'm with sure you it on is. It. Oh yeah. But um, I I think I that's that the song. whatever you want to call it. That's the the real slim shady of the of the soundtrack yeah. to me. The one that would be that would have the first video with all the celebrity cameos if this were I, a regular hip hop album. It could be. I mean, my shot is is just like I call it the lose yourself. It is the I could actually talk about that quite a bit. Yeah, anthem and a half. I couldn't stop thinking about lose yourself when when I heard my shot. And I oh, and it's I, yeah, it's like a perfect comparison. Yeah. But at the time, I, I wasn't aware Jillian you know sort of reminded me on how many levels that works on because I wasn't thinking about the, the dueling pistol right I just thought he meant my chance and then I kept thinking like I know he's referencing lose yourself but it's like it's sort of taking me out of this world because I can't it's you know he says you only get one shot one opportunity right, right, right. but yeah that could that would certainly be another hit but to me it just personally the rumor it happens in terms of not only the song itself but the production I feel like the the roots production really yeah. comes through because I because you showed me Jillian showed me a clip of it I, th I think it was 60 Minutes it was uh, the Seth Meyers when Leslie Odom Jr. was on yes. Seth Meyers and I was shocked that and they you looked at me do you remember what you said you were uh, like this doesn't really do it justice yeah and and you were right I mean I, I was impressed but hearing hearing it on the album with every technical uh, little bell and whistle that went into it, it was, I was just like this yeah. song is a hit it that just was is. also when I think we talked about it with Hollis I'm not sure when we were watching it and you were like you're singing can you stop singing mm -hmm. so I can hear it and I didn't realize <laughs> the that Grammys. I was doing that yeah. no during the oh, Seth, during Myers, Seth Myers. Yeah. so I have advice can I give my advice to, yes to, oh my god we veered to spouses and husbands and wives oh, and best gosh, friends this is gonna happen a lot partners. we're gonna veer a lot yeah okay. if, you're, if you're in close contact with someone that is obsessed with Hamilton, don't let it discourage you. I mean, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> certainly it's it's a given that the hype is going to be so extreme. The expectations are going to be so high. It's going to be hard to live up to it. And as such, I would suggest personally that you listen to it in at least relative privacy. I couldn't have listened to the soundtrack next to you, Jillian. I would have I was out and about walking around the city whatever I was doing, but I needed to experience it by myself because I didn't I didn't think that my enthusiasm was going to live up to yours. In fact, I was reminded this is very different, but I was reminded of Mad Men in the episode where uh John F Kennedy was killed. Yeah. And Peggy goes to the office and she tells Don, she just goes, "You know, my mother's been so upset and there's like no room for anybody else to feel anything." Mm -hmm. You know, and that's that's a um, <laughs> that's the tragic end of this kind of I thing. I hope that's the only comparison to Peggy's mom. Absolutely that the I only have comparison have you can have to Peggy's mom. And Peggy's mom? Oh, sorry. Yeah, both, both Peggy's <laughs> moms. Boom, mic drop. But I, that's that was my feeling. Like I wasn't sure there was room for me to be enthusiastic about this because it just wasn't going to match yours. And so I just needed to experience it on my own, and then we can talk about it. But I needed to digest it, and so that is my that suggestion. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing. There would have been nothing worse though than like listening to it with anybody who's familiar with it, and and. Feeling the pressure of like getting excited at yeah, the like, like looking my over eyes your shoulder. on you staring like right. why why aren't you freaking out at this moment? Yeah. <laughs> why aren't exactly. you? What is wrong with you? Exactly. It's over. But also, yeah, the, the room where it happens. I, I I've said this multiple times now, so maybe I'm a broken record. But it is like one of the most when you guys finally get to see it. Um, it is the most electric performance. I've seen in quite a long time on mm -hmm. a stage. It I've is, heard mid mid show standing it ovations. It's astounding how amazing this performance is. All of it. It's just it, and it, it builds and builds and builds and that builds. That is the thing and for just, me. It's the just, building. The it crescendo. Explodes. It is so great. One of my favorite songs is a song called a lot of people know it. It's called Ghost Rider by a guy named RJD2 who actually did the Mad Men theme song. 
Wow. Um, coincidentally. But the thing about Ghost Rider, it's an instrumental hip-hop song, and it builds and builds and builds, and it comes back, but ultimately it just hits this peak. And if you listen to it, I've listened to it on subway platforms, feeling, and you just feel like this is the most you important just feel like your subway blood ride I will ever to, have. to boil and yeah. rise, and it is... And uh, it's not even like an aggressive beat. It's no, not, but no. I mean, for both Room Where It Happens and Ghost Rider, it's the same... Yeah. It, it's adrenaline. It's just adrenaline yeah. and excitement for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I remember I texted Ashley um, when I after my first full listen, and I was like, I know I'm going to sound like a grandmother, but wait for it could be on the radio only because there's not a lot of story in it. It's a straight song. Like in the room mm-hmm. where it happens, there's conversation about you know decisions are happening over dinner. Hamilton, you know, like there's more conversation and story in it. So mm-hmm. I think wait for it is a straight single track. Mm-hmm. I think. And that that's another sense. crescendo. Yeah. God help everyone when Hamilton hits the karaoke books. It's all I'm saying. I yeah. would like to point out that the vocal selections book is out. Yep. Um, and readily available at the Drama Bookshop. <laughs> For purchase okay. at the For Drama Bookshop. For purchase book. at the Drama Bookshop. That, that buy a book. goes uh, under buy a book. Oh, of course. Buy a songbook. But if you're a musical theater student, you probably don't want to sing any of those songs no, in an audition. Yeah, probably not advised. Maybe just do it in your le- lessons. Yes, just for funsies. Yeah. Or save it for when you get called back for Hamilton, and right. then you can break it out and be like, oh, I know, you know I did this, yeah. no problem. This, it's a great piano party book, oh, because oh, there are yeah. so many roles. And yeah, Oh, man, you guys, let's have a piano party God with Hamilton. every karaoke bar, that's all. You know oh what? God, I just, I, 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 like, no shame at all. I just, I cannot wait. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. I was also thinking constantly of of the John Adams miniseries, which I'm obsessed with. Yes. Um, Because there's a lot of overlap with the characters, and I highly recommend it to anyone. Anyone that loves Hamilton. Paul Giamatti? Paul Giamatti Mm -hmm. and Laura Linney. Laura Linney. I mean, how do you... I mean, you can argue that Laura Linney's the star of that thing. I mean, she just... She's just phenomenal. It's very Eliza. I said, I I think The comparisons were so, so um, clear once I listened to the music between Abigail and Eliza, these strong female characters that were so much more than dutiful wives. They were really, in, in so many ways, they were the, the, the women keeping them going and, and really keeping them from, from screwing up too much. Yeah. I mean, there was, was it George Washington that said to Ab- Abigail in, uh, in mm-hmm. the episode, the last episode we watched, which I think was only episode two. But yeah, we rewatched. Rewatched, yeah. Um, but she hasn't seen John in a long time because he's at the Continental Congress. Yes. Is that where he is? Um, and she doesn't trust anyone, just anyone with her letters to him. So she asks George Washington if his courier could deliver it. And he basically tells her, you give him, you make him better. You give him the greatest advice. So the faster I can get these letters to him, the faster, the more, the better we'll all be off. Yeah. That was a terribly constructed sentence. No, that's exactly right. <laughs> Almost exactly what he said, though. He um, said, the, the, you know, the sooner I get the, your counsel to him, the better off we're all yeah. going to be. And I was just like, oh, am I tearing up? Thanks a lot, George Washington. George Washington makes me cry now. Yeah. Because of all of these. And then in the shows. later episodes, you really see, I mean, Hamilton does show up. He's not featured that prominently in the miniseries. But you see them. I mean, the, this, was a, this was a country without, without a, a centralized military force. I mean, they, there were continental soldiers eventually, and that's how we won the revolution. But even after that, like we didn't have much to defend ourselves with. And we were, we were trying to steer clear of going right back into war with England or right into war with France. And that was the, the, the one term Adams administration was all about trying to keep us neutral. Mm -hmm. Um, but you see Jefferson, I mean, Jefferson was so staunchly pro French revolution that he kept saying like, listen, if we're not, if we're not siding with the French, then we might as well be British to him. It was all or nothing. Right. And so he believed that Hamilton would have, would have us be British in all but name right. because he didn't want us to support the French Revolution. Jefferson, for all you Game of Thrones fans, played by Stannis. The, the actor that plays The actor that plays. <laughs> yeah, sorry. The actor that plays Stannis. Stannis Baratheon. Stannis Baratheon. Um, well, okay. So now speaking of John Adams. Yes. There's another show called 1776 <laughs> that Mike was in. In high in school. High Wait, school. really? Yeah, I was Richard oh. Henry Lee. The Lees of Old Virginia. Uh, and that was also one of the references where you were like, oh, sit down, John. That's from 1776. I was like, yep. oh, yeah, I know. And Lynn. I think they just it. did 1776 at um, City Center. Yes. Yes. Kirsten, our friend Kirsten just went with yeah. Santino Fontana, who I love. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure Richard Henry Lee and Charles Lee were, were related because all the Lees were related somehow. So who did you play? I played Richard Henry Lee, the first person to bring 
uh, the the notion of separation from England to the floor, and they wanted it to be a Virginian, and it was him. Oh, who would you wait? Play? When when was this? When did you do this? In I high was going to say Is in seventeen seventy six. Mike, I'm oh, in that the was room. Obvious. Um, no, I didn't know when the, when you were in it. I was in high school. Is there video evidence of this? Probably somewhere. We Mike, all got a, we all got a VHS cassette. Uh, Mike I, don't, was, I don't have mine. Was also in the first, uh, Les Mis performance and Cameron McIntosh went. What? And, it was the and, first high school version of Les Mis. And who did Are you I've kidding? done a lot of acting since then. This makes me feel like I've peaked already. But, <laughs> but no. <laughs> Sorry we're drudging up your high school yes, acting career. But Wait, who were you, you there? I was Ternardier. <gasps> I thank you for casting me as Javert. I would have, that would have been fun to play too. You seem Javertish to me. Well, thank you. Um, but yeah, it was. They, he wasn't sure if he was going to release the high school uh, version yet, so right. they asked our high school because we had a pretty serious theater program and we were local. They still are. It was Holy Trinity High School in Hicksville, <gasps> and he came to the performance and he loved it, and they wound up releasing it. Who wow. would you play ideally in Hamilton? Whoa, whoa! This is for everyone. This this question is to the room. I'd love to play Lafayette. I yeah. think I could do it too. I love I love fast hip hop. That's one of the things I love I about a very controversial but apparently fan of the show named Marshall Mathers mm-hmm. is that his subject matter hasn't changed. <laughs> no, <laughs> it has not changed. It remains to be pretty sexist and and very very sexist and very misogynistic by his own admission, oftentimes for shock value. Right. But what has changed over the course of his career, which is now like a fifteen yeah fifteen plus career, mm-hmm. is that his delivery has gotten faster and more complicated. If you listen to anything new oh, that he's insane. done. It's crazy. So I would, I'd actually love to see him. I'd actually like to see him play Ham himself because I think he could do it. But I would like to play Lafayette Whoa. because because Lafayette has a lot of humor to him. Lafayette Jefferson. Lafayette Jefferson, yes. But I would particularly like to play Lafayette. I would, I would love to see you as Lafayette. Yeah. What okay, about? so we're casting our karaoke sessions at the moment. That's oh, basically yeah, yeah, yeah. what's happening That's right happening. now. That's happening. Yeah. I, I'm, I would love to be Burr. Because I, we spoke about this with Scott, just mm. not only for the room where it happens and wait for it, mm. and your obedient servant, which I freaking oh, F, love. Man, those songs are so good. Mm-hmm. I just I know it's it's short, it's sweet. I know it's like right before the shit hits the fan, but I just love, I just love it so much. Um, and the challenge, I don't mm-hmm. play roles like that ever. And maybe Hercules Mulligan. <laughs> I I I because once you once can't coming pick, soon you the can't one woman the version of Jillian. Hamilton the musical, <laughs> starring Jillian Pensavalli. I know, and the thing is, because once Lynn said he was open to women playing the founding fathers, I was, and you know, I'll, I would be Angelica mm-hmm. and Eliza. I'd be oh, any of the Skylar my sisters. Arm. Yeah, I mean, fine, <laughs> uh, or Mariah. I mean, that would be awesome. But since I since that is actually possibly a small sliver of hope. Yeah. I don't. Um, I can't take my usual cop out of ensemble dancer. I guess no, because you can't. that is my usual. But that is my truthful. But answer. it's not a cop out because that's you are a dancer, and that's that's where I think you would really have the most fun. But I think for uh, principal characters, I would go with either Angelica or mm, this is rough. Either I think Ham. Yeah. This is, that's real, like. Put me in, coach. <laughs> you know, that's it. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to play today. Well, well, now we have our, all of the duets now. We this just, is great. Yeah. What did we do when we did What You Own? Who was Mark and who was Roger? I can't remember. Oh, I was, I was Roger. Okay. I love Mark. Who doesn't? <laughs> Mark <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> what? Um, There's but, something right. just, I mean, and I know this was intentional, but I just constantly kept thinking of real life hip hop battles when I listened to those. Oh, for yeah. sure. That's I the mean, best part about the cabinet battles is also, I mean, I hate to keep bringing this back to Eminem, but um, I mean, I don't, but it, uh, like in eight mile, you know how they have the, yeah. all the, the rap battles and yeah. And Tell these people you. something they don't know about me. And exactly. I, and in real life, it is, and, and it's staged very similarly as well. And that, that was the first thing I thought of when I saw it. I was like, I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is like a friggin' rap battle. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Of course. Bianca, obviously. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and in real life, I mean, he had some serious uh, disagreements with other rappers, particularly this guy from the Source magazine called Ray Benzino. And he wrote a song, he wrote two songs about Ray Benzino. The second one is called Nail in the Coffin. And if you listen to this song, you will feel bad for this guy by Whoa. the end of it. Like by the end of listening to that song, the first time I remember thinking like, Cause he's right, going to murder him. And, no, just like he just, 
I mean, he goes for the jugular. He just basically rips him apart as a man, as an artist. Oh, man. Just, that is so ham. Just levels this guy to basic irrelevance, and you f- just feel bad for him at the end. Like, well, I mean, it is so ham. He's just just relentless bombardment of words. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great quote. And then, I mean, I don't, I can't say it word for word, but at the end, it's just the beats like tapering off, and M just starts talking, like not rhyming anymore. He's just going, yeah, yeah. And this keep like he he's continuing to he's insult like, the guy. Thing. The song, the song's over, and he's still going. And um, and you know what he does at the end? He goes, and pardon my excuse my language, but he goes, "Hey Ray, how'd I look on the VMAs when you were watching me from whatever fucking TV you were watching me from?" <gasps> oh no! <laughs> well, that's like the end of the cabinet yeah. battle where. Uh, Ham just keeps going, and the keeps song going. is over. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And it happens in Eight Mile too. The beat, yep. the beat stops. Then yeah. over turn around, I'll show you where my shoe fits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when he, I remember when when he told Mackay Pfeiffer, "Oh, I mentioned you in my in a song that I wrote." Mackay Pfeiffer was legitimately nervous because he was like, "You know, when he, <laughs> no, when he mentions that. somebody <laughs> in a song, it's usually devastatingly hurtful." Yeah, and what a vague word I mentioned. You say I yeah. shouted you out. And calm the guy's nerves. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know exactly what he said, but def- Mackay, I remember him being on like Letterman saying, like, I was nervous when he told me that. Well, now that you want to play Lafayette Jefferson, <laughs> study those raps, and maybe in a couple weeks, I can do it. You can show off your. I can do it. I'm a Aesop Rock fan, which is another th- shout out that I'll give. Aesop Rock is a little bit more underground, not Aesop Rocky. Nothing against him, but Aesop, as in Aesop's Fables, rock. And uh, he's super fast, so fast and studies. There actually have been word counts that show that he uses more unique words in his lyrics than any other rapper. Yeah. He's who I, I thought David Diggs, who plays Lafayette Jefferson, there were some times where he reminds me of Aesop Rock. Mm-hmm. And I told you that when I first started listening, that yeah. I thought there were some hints of, of Aesop Rock. Yeah. And Davids and I, I can definitely, I can definitely spit some Aesop rock songs, but from memory. That's so, true. So speed wise, I think they're sim, they're comparable. Okay. So I could pull it off if I needed to. Well, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I, I, I couldn't sing a high tenor song because that's not my vocal range, but I think, I think most people can get their articulators around those words if you just work and work and work. It just takes time. It is a tongue, tongue twisters. Yeah. Yeah. There was some unfortunate Hamilton attempts last night at the bar that I was at, and I was so confident, guys. I was so confident. What are you? What are you talking about? Just like randomly. Oh, just w- within a, your, within my, within the group that I was with. I see. I was like, yeah, I can do it. Yeah, and like I can, but like, a, not two pints of delirium in, and b, not under the pressure. And then like my tongue got all twisted and tied, and I was like. Whatever. <laughs> I, I normally I can feel do like this. it anyway. I can do it in my car just fine. Yeah. Whatever. Again, like eight mile. <sighs> Again. <laughs> Y'all, if you doubt me, I'm a piece of white <laughs> trash. I'll say it proudly. This is the most we've cursed. This battle. In this I don't want to win. I'm Audi. Here, tell these people something they don't know about me. Well, you can bleep it. I might. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a lot of work for you after this recording. Oh, don't. I'm sorry. People curse in hip hop. People curse in Hamilton. Facts. It's true. But the more time I spend editing, the less time I have for John Adams. Although, ooh, question, ooh, can I pose me. a question to the group? Yeah. Do we... <laughs> Point of order? <laughs> I wish I had a cane that I could knock on the floor yeah. if I agree with you. Or I could just go... You can do that. <laughs> like well, they did at the question. Continental so, Congress. Why do you think they bleep out, sit down, John, you fat mother, meh, yeah. why do you think that's bleeped? It's a good question. And I think I recall someone asking Lynn about it on Twitter once, and he said it's funnier that way. Yep. That's what was going to be my guess. Okay. Well, whatever, Mike. Um, oh, <laughs> Bianca's starting to hate you, me. No, no. I'm just, I mean, I guess it is, but it's just, it's so deliberate when there's also curse words throughout the rest of the show and not a lot, but you know. And there's one almost curse word that they, they sort of veer away from, I think, also for comedic effect. I can't think of it right that now. That was my, my wife, wife who you decided, decided to fuh. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> they do it. Ham does the fuh. Yeah. And, and then. It's fuh. Yeah. And then uh, it, Jefferson that, does the There we go talking that's at the old, same time. That's again. an old cheerleading move from like Freaks and Geek. We make Lincoln look like shit. <laughs> to the left. Yeah. yeah. Shit to the right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, I think I won Bianca back, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. She's laughing right now. Yeah, she's holding, I think, she wine, hate me in, wine in her nose, which <laughs> I know from experience does not work and hurts a great deal. I'm back. Ooh, okay. I just thought that was interesting because yeah. it's a very deliberate And beep. I wonder if... And it's in the show, too. Yeah. Like, it's not just 
censored for the recording for some reason. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and I wonder too if it's just because he's because it says Hamilton publishes his response. Because it was printed. If it was printed, maybe it would be censored. That's what I. That's actually what I was thinking too. Also, mm-hmm. and because it is funny to just have a bleep sometimes. Yeah, works for South Park. Yeah, we used some bleeps in our show. Yeah. Because of the humor of it. Sometimes it was just funnier mm-hmm. when Jim- you're not expecting it. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel bleeps things unnecessarily. Right. Yes, he does. That is think so funny. Things. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad we came to a conclusion on that topic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you wept. Oh, the sure. End. Of course. I'm not a monster. I mean, come <laughs> on. <laughs> it's true. Okay. That's good to know. <laughs> I'm a person with feelings. <laughs> it is devastating. It's Absolutely quiet uptown. I used to not be able to hold it together on yeah. the subway. And him being, you know, halfway between the, you loved that, that the physical little, realm and the other side. That and little spoken word thing. I love that it was it. spoken word. Love that it was just silent except for him. I, th- I thought that was like the perfect choice. Yeah, there's, um, there's an actor that plays the bullet. And as he's saying that. Plays the bullet. Yeah, there's, huh. there's like move she's doing. It's a she, right? Yeah, this comes across really great over podcasts, but it looks something like this. <laughs> yeah, I wish we could Instagram the the moves that Bianca was just doing. Yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll graduate to a, some kind of live. It's like some of those old periscope. breakdancing moves with the arms. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to play like Mr. Roboto in the background yeah. or something. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the bullet. So as he's doing that and the turntables for someone who hasn't seen it, I can visualize it. You know an awful lot I about know because I I look like. up everything and i keep telling you about it i keep trying not to but i love the lame is-esque turntable yeah and you know what i'm like we like we've mentioned before i'm i'm here now you know there's really there's no turning back <laughs> there's no turning back and i i i know i i mean maybe because just i know myself that i'm not um it's not going to take anything away from it for me for yeah. other people might know that but for me i'm just like you know what me reading about it or seeing a, a photo of it is never going to compare to me actually seeing it in the front row when we win the mm-hmm. lottery. Right. Tomorrow. I just couldn't stop thinking about the how hip-hop Alexander Hamilton really was mm-hmm. oh, yeah. in life. I mean, hip-hop is still a very new genre. And so none of the prominent rappers that, that cr- helped to create the genre or even came out of it, none of them had these significant show business connections. None of them were old money. I mean, there's a production company called Young Money. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, that's kind of, that's always sort of inspired me. Like, they, they came to prominence by being some of the loudest voices in the room. And a big part of the culture is saying, I'm better than you and here's how. And let me show you how much better I am than you. You know, there's not a lot of humility in, especially when you're an up and coming rapper, but it was it, it's all about that, all about using words to 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 rise above your the station. the lot in life that you'd inherited. Yeah, to rise above your station, to rise up. I think this is a good time to venture into Chernow. Mm-hmm. Have you read this book, Mike? No, I haven't. No, I figured you would have. No, nope. I'll read like it after, you would after have. Jillian reads it. Yeah, um, but we're up to chapter eight. It's called Glory. It's basically. The world turned upside down. Battle of Yorktown. Yorktown. Which, before we get into it, it, that's a real song, The World Turned Upside Down. It is. It's a march. Uh, we will link to it on YouTube for you guys. I think um, it said originally published in the 1640s? Yeah, something like that. It sounds... Yeah, it's just it's exactly... It's just drums. It's a march. But we're going to link it to you guys because I don't want to get in any copyright trouble. But it's a real song. And we'll YouTube it. If this song is not public domain after <laughs> 300 years, But it's almost, not the original record. It's like other... 240 years, Other whatever. performers, there other performers. There wasn't anyone around to record okay. it then. You so, think that American oh. Heritage Orchestra is going to be like, we want our money. We Maybe. want more money, guy. All right. Well, I'll play a couple seconds of it on my phone, and then I'll link it to you guys. I think it's safe. I really do. All right. Hopefully there's not an ad right before it. That's going to waste all this time. As Donald Trump once said, I'll cover the legal fees. Oh, boy. Oh, God. <laughs> What do you guys, do you guys feel like drinking? That is a drinking song if I have ever heard one. Yeah. Uh, So that's that. Let me read, um, 
let me read who's in the description so I give proper credit. This piece was performed January 17th, 2009 at the Amarillo Globe News Theater by the 2009 All Region Symphonic Band and was directed by Mr. Barry Hunt. Wonderful. So there you guys go. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so Chernow, Ham is not doing well. Not great. Uh, he keeps getting passed over for things. Constantly. No matter who, how qualified he is, who suggests him. And um, yeah, so there's this guy named John Sullivan. He was in Congress. He wanted to nominate Hamilton as the new superintendent of finance, which he would have been great for. He asked Washington about it. But Washington claimed that he never spoke to Ham about financial systems, which I think is crazy because Ham talked to everybody about it. But apparently Washington said, yeah, I don't know. But um, he did say that Ham was probably the smartest dude around. So he recommended him and Ham is passed over yet again for I think that maybe like the eighth or ninth thing. Is uh, that your note? Yeah. <laughs> Jillian wrote on her notes. Passed over again. Yeah. <laughs> in all caps. <laughs> yeah, in all caps. Um but yeah, so Morris, this guy um who who actually got the job was really, really qualified still, but that I guess still hurt Ham's feelings because he kept getting passed over. Um so because he's Alexander Hamilton, he wrote him a thirty one page letter <laughs> uh writing out what he would have done if he got the job. Uh, but it was so long that, and this I love. Um, oh, this is, I love this. Parts of it are in Eliza's handwriting because she took over for him when he was too tired to write. So her misspellings and her handwriting uh, is in there. So I guess he was just pacing and ranting and raving and she was trying to keep up with him. Do you think he just like went on marathon writing sessions and couldn't take a break, so to speak? <laughs> but um, he should have. And he just had to keep spewing it out? And so she's like, give me the pen. Yeah. And Chernow suggests, too, that maybe there was some hand cramping involved. Because it can't be easy to write with a quill. I mean, that shit takes time. Yeah. So I think it was just the... It might have just been easier for him to get his his thoughts out. Yeah. And And then make poor Eliza jot it down. I know. At lightning speed. Yeah. Well, she's awesome. Props to you, Eliza. Yeah. Um, And this chapter also has... my Arguably my favorite story to date that Ashley... We talked about with Ashley soon. I think... Episode two? Not soon. Early, yes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, about Peggy. Badass Peggy Bad Skyler. Badass Peggy Skyler. Oh, man. Okay. So, this is the best, you guys. <laughs> this is like, and, and get out your end Peggy shirts. Get them. Get them ready. She saved the day with this. There were about 20 Tories and Indians. They, they busted into the Skyler mansion and they completely wreaked havoc on the entire place. They, took, they overtook guards, took weapons. They had the place completely surrounded. Eliza and Angelica, they fire a warning shot out the window. It was yeah, that, the, Philip Skyler, that was like something that they arranged. Right. So Philip Skyler shot this warning shot. Whoever heard it knew, like, all right. Some, it was a signal going that, down. Yeah, yeah, shit's going down. Um, so they remember, they, they had a baby sister, like an, infant sister at the time her name was Catherine. remember she was downstairs like next and, to the door correct <laughs> where the invaders were coming in and having the place surrounded and eliza and angelica were both pregnant at the time so f and peggy <laughs> goes downstairs grabs the baby and according to turnout someone someone called her a wench and then asked where her father was peggy just runs off and Okay, this is the craziest part. Legend has it, an Indian throws a tomahawk at Peggy's head as she's holding baby Catherine, and she runs upstairs with Catherine in her arms. And we know this because there is evidence in the Schuyler mansion that there are marks from the tomahawk blade in the friggin' banister of the stairs. That what? just missed her head. That just missed her and a baby's head. I mean, I, I don't. she was like a teenager. You know how I learned that? Me. From listening to the Hamilcast, Ashley <gasps> Grafeo mentioned it, and I gasped. Yep. yep. You did? It was a real, it was an audible. <gasps> yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah. She's awesome. I want to see these tomahawk marks so badly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. I believe you. I want to go to the White House and see the burn marks from the War of 1812, which are still there also. Yes. Oh, when the British awesome. torched the place, as Leo McGarry says as, yeah. in West Wing. In West Wing. Did you like the Hamwing app? Of, of course, course you did. I liked every app. Oh, Lizzie's so great. Hi, Lizzie. Hi, Lizzie. I hope you're listening. Um, so, yeah, so she just went and, yeah, th- that person said, where's your father? And she was like, he's telling everybody what you're doing. What yeah. are you going to do about it? And, and the like, dude ran I'm away. I'm taking this baby. Call up the homies. With me. It's about to go down. That's 
basically what she said. And, and then I just, I just imagine some like matrix moves of her being like, tomahawk past my head. And yeah. then she's like, bye. And she runs upstairs with the baby. <laughs> matrix moves. Yeah. Matrix in a hoop skirt. I love it. Yeah. Every, everything's time slowed down. And yeah. Peggy's That's just... how I, I envision like tomahawk going. It's gotten really dramatic in my head. I mean, it's a pretty dramatic thing. I mean, I get it. I love that when Bianca records a podcast, you got to give her like a wide berth so that she can act act things out and dance whatever she needs to do. You know what? You got to give her several feet in all directions. I appreciate that because I often get teased for acting things out with my hands. Like we were Mm -hmm. on a podcast. We were on the Horatio with uh, Horatio Sands podcast when we were in LA and, um, Chad, the producer, was asking me about, I think, Twitter things. And I was like, oh, I'm at Jillian with a G. And I did the at symbol. And he was like, you Which don't you have to. Now. I know. Uh, and he goes, you don't have to do that. And we Mike talk was like, with yeah, our hands. I know. But I, I act. And when I say, like, oh, it's the little one, I'll do mm-hmm. a little. For sure. Much like the short-lived David Lee Roth radio show that Jillian oh. worked on. Also back in the character. No, I almost worked on almost it. Almost worked on it. Work on we it. should give you both your own little, like, dance floors and, you know, space. That, that would be can, amazing. So that you can move around. <laughs> David, yeah, for those of you who don't know when David Lee Roth had his short-lived morning show I'll tell this very shortly very quickly the Cliff's Notes Cliff's Notes Cliff's Notes version he had a little wooden dance floor it was like four feet by four feet in the corner that was made for him so whenever he wanted to like scabbity bobbity boo he was able to do so and I love that he does that that he needs that outlet I love that he asked for it I love that the station built it for him it couldn't have been Mm -hmm. hard to build but uh, that's um, some that poor was there. That's a thing. PA had to get some plywood together. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was, and it was really just like old, like it was for tap dancers essentially. So mm-hmm. I guess they just went to like, oh, can we have some dancing wood? Like, you know, that's awesome. I want one of those. You Any can listeners, buy those actually, you can buy little tap dance floors. That listener wants to send us some plywood. We'll make it. We'll make you know a dance what? floor here. We'll find some room somewhere. <laughs> we do. We do have wood floors. And the lady downstairs will love us so I know. much, love. Mary. But we do have wood floors. We could just do it. I bust out a time step from time to time. You just... do, and I love when you do. <laughs> uh, we're veering off, you guys. Yeah, sorry to people that are using this to study. I know, oh, um, man. So the Battle of Yorktown, the Battle of Yorktown, seventeen eighty one. Um, that's started. also in my notes. You can't be up to that already in the book. Yes, we are. We are. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Chapter eight. Only chapter eight. I'm like, what else happens in this book? Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So also, here's the thing about your boy, John, John Adams. He claimed that Hamilton blackmailed Washington, which is not true. Washington said that that's absolutely... He claimed it during the revolution? He claimed it... Okay, because... All right. Washington said that one of the defensive buildings had to be taken over by the French army because the French Lafayette was waiting in Chesapeake Bay. Um, So Lafayette picked his personal aide to lead the charge, and Hamilton was all together now. Everybody's super pissed about it uh, because he kept being looked over. So he wrote a letter to Washington saying that he should do it because he's been in the army longer and he had seniority. And then Washington said, you know what? Not only that, but it's not really a good look for the American army to have a French dude leading the way. Mm-hmm. So Ham, you do it. So John Adams said that Hamilton blackmailed Washington for that role. And Washington said, no, that's not what happened at Again, all. John, classic John Adams with the, you know, not thinking classic too much John. before he speaks. Yeah, classic John. Well, John and Ham have a lot in common. They do. That's probably why they weren't the best of friends. They yeah. were too similar. Sit down, John. Uh, yeah. yeah. So he led that debate in the Second Continental Congress on the floor, just railing and railing that people in Massachusetts were under attack. We better get it together. Yeah. So this is uh, an example of that not being correct. Clearly, because I don't think Washington would have allowed anyone to blackmail him. For God's sakes, he's George Washington. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. mean, not only George Washington the figure, <laughs> but God's but even sake, back for then, God's sake. he was a large, imposing man that commanded the respect of everyone that fought behind him. Like, are you kidding? You're going to try to intimidate him? No way. That yeah. just doesn't make sense to me. He was super. He was tall, also really right? tall. Yeah, <laughs> especially for back then, where everyone they were all shorter. Yeah, shorter than us. Really? Yeah. Yeah, if you ever, I mean, that's why a lot of doorways and older houses and buildings are, oh, are yeah, shorter. Oh, yeah, the ceilings are. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Mm, yep. Yeah. Well, evolution. Yeah. Um, so then, I, I find it fascinating. I know I mentioned this before we started recording, but that was not being recorded. <laughs> so I'm going to mention it again. Please. Um, that Washington had 3,000 troops, Rochambeau had 4,000, and they secretly marched 
from Rhode Island to Virginia. I want to know how you secretly <laughs> transport 7,000 people from Rhode Island to Virginia. Yeah, with equipment and horses. Bayonets and horses. Mm-hmm. Cannons. I don't and if know. You believe any? You're painting, looking at me like I have the answer. I'm waiting. <laughs> I don't know. And all the paintings of like you know Valley Forge and stuff has just Washington you know standing and looking heroic. But it's like you know just get down. Just we're sh- trying to we're trying to do this yeah, on the DL here. You're too tall. Sit yeah. down. Yeah. Sit down, George. And maybe grab an oar. Make yourself. Useful. Yeah. I mean, grab an oar. Do more things, George Washington. Do more things, George Washington. I mean, Chernow, I'm sure he was. Chernow Those Chernow are just paintings, they, you know, for the lofty. Chernow says whatnot. they went in staggered intervals and like I guess waves. Yeah. So it wasn't so seven thousand. Conspicuous, but still, seven thousand dudes. They're yeah. still moving, and that must have taken a long time for I them can't all even, to. Yep. And all their stuff, staggered. their supplies. A lot of times, they traveled with livestock and whatnot. I don't. I can't even. Yeah. I can't even wrap my head around this, guys. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, also, when after sorry after the Battle of Yorktown, um, Hamilton didn't quit the army, even though his baby Philip was just born. Um, he was like, just in case I'll stick around. So Washington basically forced him to have furlough and said, "Will you just go home to your wife, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when he finally did retire, he didn't take any of, I guess what would be like the severance, which was, I think up was to that th- call me, don't call me son. That, that conversation that you're just referring to. Basically. Yeah. That's, Look at you. That's one thing that I, I told Julian, I, I wanted this to be, to happen in the show so much in the soundtrack. When he goes, call me son one more time, I just wanted Washington to look at him and go, son, like, <laughs> like what are you going to do? Yeah, I'm George freaking Washington. He does get the last word what by, by commanding him to go home at yeah. least. So that's that was emotionally satisfying. But yeah. like, don't semi-threaten George Washington. Don't, yeah. I like how protective of George Washington I am. Uh, yeah. Um, so Hamilton refused to take his pension, which was fi- equal to five years full pay. Because he just, it was kind of, he didn't want there to be a conflict of interest or anyone talking shit about him because he was very aware of that. Um, Eliza wasn't too thrilled and his kids weren't too thrilled. Yeah, it's amazing this code that they live by, this like overly macho, you know, appearances or everything. He saw it as an honor thing. Yeah, it's an honor thing. Just take the money and feed your family for a little bit, for a little bit. Yeah. So Hamilton never received any official honorings for anything that he did, but people saw him as romantic and death defying and... Uh, because when he finally did take over what Lafayette was supposed to do, he like knocked down the building in a couple minutes and then like openly celebrated in front of them and, <laughs> and, and like put his, um, yeah, he just, a little bit of swag. Uh, yeah. He put some swagger into it. So he didn't get any like the official... equivalent of spiking the football. Exactly. <laughs> Which now you get a penalty for sometimes. Ex- yeah. What is it? Excessive, Excessive celebration? celebration. Yeah. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Those poor guys are getting beat in the head every five seconds. Can you just let them celebrate? What's the what's the harm in doing a little let like a dance. little touchdown dance? And you know, as they say, war is the ultimate competition, so I guess we can't begrudge him for for enjoying his victory a little bit. Yeah. But he was happy, you know, he wasn't an outsider anymore. He was a war hero. The Skylers loved him. He was everyone respected like, him at this point now. It's like, oh, okay. We can we can throw our weight behind this guy. Yeah. And the fact that he was down with the Skylers, that helped. It does help. A great deal. <laughs> I'd want to have Peggy on my side. Shit. After hell that yeah. Tomahawk story? Hell, you hell do everything yeah. with Peggy. Peggy um, needs her own musical. Yes. Would yeah. it be called End Peggy? Yeah. I feel like now it just has to be. It has to be. Is the Tomahawk thing, does, do we open with that? Is that the end of the first act? I think it's the end of the first act. Okay. For sure. Get ready, guys. Some dance moves are about to come your way. Yes. (laughs) Well, you have to play Peggy. Or do you want to play the tomahawk? Yes. (laughs) I want to be be the bullet, and I want to be the tomahawk. Yes. A big, foamy tomahawk suit. That's what I want. Do it. (laughs) That would be awesome. Oh, boy. This got real. (laughs) Yep. It's getting real. Yeah. Getting real. Well, I think that that pretty much wraps up Glory, the, the major... Major bullet points and happenings. Yeah. So I guess it wraps up our 10th. Our 10th episode. Our 10th episode, you guys. What a, our Hamisode. Crap, I already forgot to call it Hamisode. You forgot the thing that you invented. I made a prediction and I'm going to stand by it. I think that you, you guys and this amazing podcast are going to easily break a thousand Twitter followers um, the day that this Hamisode comes out. And so I'm challenging you, uh... our faithful listeners, to help make that happen. Well, wait, you mean the day? That well, we have 890 order. right now. 890, yeah. So I think it's going to happen. The day it comes out, you think? 
Is right. that what you said? I'll, gi- I'll give it. A, I'll give it a cushion. I'll say within that week. Okay. okay. Within a week of, of like by by our eleventh episode before the eleventh episode comes out. Okay. All right. Yep. Well, oh man. Well, I mean, if you right. think about it, you guys are I'm on schedule. Feel like a big fat failure if that doesn't happen. Nope. No way. <laughs> nope. Nope. You're t- <laughs> we raised twenty grand on Kickstarter for season two of the Residuals when a lot of people looked at us and went, "Really?" And we're like, "Yeah, we want to pay all the actors, so that's kind of what we need." Some of our own cast members were like, "That's not going to happen." I would have been one of those cast members. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. Well, guess what? We did it. We did it. Congratulations. Now I'm spiking the football like yeah. Alexander Hamilton. Woo. Um, all right, every, oh, you have to do our sign off. Yeah. Oh, I know all about have the you sign been, off. Don't you, you don't you tell me about the sign off? I love how he's all like, yeah, I know. Like as if he he's been listening the whole time. Yep. I love it. You just you, you binge listen. I binge listened. You just came right into the fold so quickly. Yep. I love it. I like it. That's a great sign though that you're you're into the show. You're not just appeasing me for the show. No, and it helps that I am a history nerd so and I, a hip hop lover. Yeah. That's what so I've been so I I I'm familiar with the cast of characters. Right. Such as they are. Right. Now we have to get you familiar with the cast of characters. Yes. Of the show. <laughs> yes. Um, Are you going to actively still try to pursue tickets pre-September? Yeah, we enter the lottery every day. There are, you guys, there are now days where Mike says, did you enter the lottery yet? <gasps> yeah, today. Yep. And, and Julian said, well, we have to record. I said, would that not be the perfect reason to postpone recording? Yeah. Oh. Well, no, if we said, actually won the lottery and had to go to the show? Yeah. because uh, I think Bianca would forgive us. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. Because <laughs> Bianca was going to get here at 6. And I said, oh, yeah, we can record our two episodes by 7.30. And Mike was like, even if we can't. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it would have been fine. And we have deals with a couple of our friends that that if they win the lottery, then we're their first call to either... For one or both of us, or however it works, you know, we're we're not in it alone. No, Bianca very nicely said that she didn't enter the lottery for all twelve days that I was in California. Not See, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have asked. Her I didn't to do ask. Oh, okay. she didn't ask me. Okay, well, that's I just didn't do it. I thought that was very nice, <laughs> but I didn't ask. I would never ask that. Yeah. Okay. Good. Thought I knew you. <laughs> oh. You guys didn't see the look I just shot him. Yeah. She. It was more of a shocked. Yeah. You shook your whole head in disbelief. Yeah. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening to our 10th episode. I can't get over it. Woo-hoo. It's been it's We been celebrated fun. with a raw vegan blueberry pie. Yeah. That's right. And you could tweet at the Hamilcast if you think Hamisode is the best way of, of yeah. phrasing the 10th episode or if you yeah. have another idea. And tell us about the non-ham listeners in your life and maybe Mike will have some advice. I will be your relationship counselor, where whatever they, the relationship may be. Where can they find you, Mike? At NYC. Or at the residuals, because I co-operate that page yeah. with the lovely lady sitting across from me. Yep. Um, you can find me at, at Jillian with a G, just everywhere. You can find me, underscore, Bianca Jean, <laughs> underscore, on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at, at the Hamilcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Shoot us an email at thehamilcast at gmail.com. We absolutely love your emails. Yeah. Let's read some emails next episode. Oh, shoot. We should do that. Yeah. Cool. All right. Do you want to join we us for the next episode? Sure. Yeah. Cool. Hooray. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. All right, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for We're listening. We're just going to guilt you into being a guest whenever we can't find someone. <laughs> I'm yeah. available. Yeah. Open those French doors and get out here. I, know. <laughs> I really have no excuse. It's not like it's hard for me you're, to get here. You're like lounging in your chair. You have a glass of wine. I mean, this is pretty, it's a pretty nice setup we have going here. Um, all right. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I am G.Pen. I'm B.So. I am M.Smith. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to Lisa from Whitestone. What? Yeah.